Welcome to the Her Influence Podcast, calling women to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. The Her Influence Podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. A special thanks to Graf Martin Communications, Canada's leading PR and marketing agency, serving faith-based organizations from coast to coast for their in-kind support. At Graf Martin, they are true collaborators who come alongside to be your marketing team for good. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Ostupchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say. Hey everyone, my name is Caitlin Say, and I'm joining you from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. You're listening to the Her Influence podcast, where we're inspiring girls and women from across the nation to live with their real voices, their bold words, and their whole hearts. On this season, we've been interviewing girls and women from across the nation who are influencers in various arenas of society. On this episode, I had the privilege of interviewing Joy Smith, and you're going to want to lean in for this conversation. Joy has done some astounding things in the arena of politics. She's the founder and the president of the Joy Smith Foundation. You might have heard of it. She was actually a teacher for 23 years before she entered parliament. She has made Canadian history and she was the first sitting MP to amend the criminal code and she did it twice to help protect victims of human trafficking. This is her big passion. Over the years, she's actually helped countless young victims who have been exploited or trafficked by their abusers. Joy speaks powerfully about her faith and she attributes all that she's done to God to bring about good in our nation. After she spent 11 years in Parliament, she retired, and now she's committing full-time to her foundation where she's fighting for the rights and the women um, of Canada. She founded her foundation in 2011, and that is moving forward powerfully. And what they do is really just raising awareness through public education and providing funds to these frontline organizations that are working to rescue and rehabilitate victims of sex trafficking. This is way more common in our country than most of us would like to think. And Joy is not willing to turn the other way or to turn a blind eye. She's really calling all of us as Canadians to pay attention to what's happening so that we can work together to bring positive change. She doesn't see a division between the sacred and the secular. She really understands that all things are God's. Every arena belongs to God. And and she's just powerfully dedicated to bringing about the kingdom of God in our country, especially in our political realm. So you're going to want to listen in. She's going to inspire you uh, to go further than you have gone and also that your life is created with purpose too. And whatever injustice uh, that burns in you, that bothers you, um, she, her story just provides you with the courage that you need to take that next step and to get involved in the work of fighting injustice in our country today. So listen in. 
Well, thank you so much for being here with me today, Joy, on the Gather Her Influence podcast. This season, we're talking about spheres of influence and how God desires for his people to be present and active and influencing in every sphere of society. And I know that you take that very seriously and have done that and modeled that so powerfully throughout your life. Um, I kind of want to start off our conversation just by asking you, what what do you think influence is and, and how would you define influence? Influence is respect for the person who is speaking. If anyone can have influence, but you have to make sure that that respect is there. And if people, you know, so many people of titles feel that they are influencers, that's not necessarily the case. It is very important that your life, your walk, um, what you say and do is really straight up. And, you know, I know in Christian circles, sometimes people can be very sanctimonious. And, you know, we're all um, sinners saved by grace. And we're only here because God puts us here. And, you know, nothing special about us. Anyone who's born and who receives Christ as their personal savior is special. They're special. No one is more special than somebody else, no one. So you have to know that influence is what God allows to happen. And all our responsibility is, is to be willing. And that influence, you know, needs to be the kind of influence that, that, that shows what the Christian walk is all about. So I know with a lot of my traffic girls that I work with, uh, they know I'm a Christian. They never ask about it. But sooner or later, there comes a time when they say, why do you do this? Mm -hmm. And that's when I tell them. Mm -hmm. Because it's a mystery to them why I do things like this. I get no money for it. You know, really, I could be on a beach somewhere and wherever. Yeah. But my heart is with those who have no one else. And I promised them a long time ago, 24 years ago, I would never leave them. But you know, really, it's God's work. We just have to be willing to do it. So that influence is placed. God allows us to have that influence. Hmm. But where we get off track is when people think that their title or their importance is so important. Hmm. That extremely influenced, you know. Yeah. When I was interviewing someone for a job, I remember this young man came in the door and I asked him what he could contribute to my office. And he said, well, people notice me when I walk through the door. At which point he was off the list right away without even knowing it. <laughs> because that's not the point. <laughs> we are servants of the people and to have influence. And this influence is very important. I can call five people up and there'll be one name in that five people that will influence others just by name. Mm. And that's what should happen, but that's built over time. And you'll get right. that years on sometimes and hang on to what you're doing and or what someone is doing who has influence, whether it's me or somebody else. Mm. But you know, that respect yeah. is of paramount importance. Wow. 
I love what you're saying, especially because you are a woman who has stood in truly remarkable places. And yet you carry this understanding and this wisdom in saying, actually, I'm, I'm no more special than the next person or the next person or the next person. Um, there's this understanding of, of all of human dignity, uh, you know, and I know that that plays into a lot of the work that you do and your heart for sex trafficking prevention and, um, for that, for that cause as well, which we're, we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, but I wanted to ask you a bit about your influence in the realm of politics. Um, you've really stepped into, into places, uh, and a world that is unfamiliar to, to many of us actually. And, um, you know, I was speaking with someone the other day and they, they said oftentimes when, when they go door to door, um, in their campaigning, if, if a, a woman opens the door, she goes to find her husband and she says, you know, uh, you're talking to the wrong person. I'm going to go get my husband. And that was an interesting take for me that, that there might be, um, women who feel disconnected from the realm, uh, and the sphere of, of politics or feel like maybe it's not a place or a space, uh, where they can or should be, or maybe are not interested in being engaged, but I'd love to hear your take on that and just the importance of being engaged in our, in our political system in Canada. Absolutely. I would say that's totally correct. Often it just, it just astounds me when I walked and knocked on a door and someone said, Oh, well, uh, I vote the way my husband votes or I vote. So they haven't taken the power that they have because a lot of people don't realize that what happens on the ground influences you at your breakfast table with your families every single day. Right. And, you know, we're so party oriented in Canada. If you're a conservative, I ran conservative under Stephen Harper, you're conservative or you're a liberal or you're an NDP. You know, personally, if I had my power, I would change the whole system. Select the best person, send them to Ottawa and help them figure out the big issues of the day. Because often people get in, no matter what party they're with, and they say, we belong to this party and we believe this. They forget about the person themselves. You know, I have friends on all sides of the house. I was able to succeed because I had friends and enemies on all sides of the house. So that comes right back to where who you are as a Christian. You stand firm. You don't waver. You don't fool around with people's emotions or objectives. What you do is stay very focused on where God put you and what God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean to say that one political party is the answer to all the world's problems. No, it depends on the person. Look at the person. Now, everybody right now who wants to run, most of them profess to be Christians. They can be Christians overnight. They'll put crosses on right away and they'll say, I go to church. And they haven't darkened a church for 20 years. Hmm. But if they're running in a Christian area, that's what they'll do. Hmm. And it's sad because the general public needs to really look at the background. What has this person produced? What results have they produced? What do we know? And so it goes right down to, you know, when they come to the door and when a woman comes and says, I'll ask my husband, I would say that they usurp their power to do what's right. Because I would like to say 
the husbands always do everything right. And of course, mine does, of course, but uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm always telling him he should be doing something another way. But we have a great relationship because it's an honest, fun relationship, you know, and be honest. You don't have to be, you know what, it's not only being subservient, it's being selective on what you're going to have influence in your family over and what you're not. But, you know, as a mom and as a dad, you both need to know what's going on in the country because it's going to hit your kids. It's going to hit you. And so voting some way because someone else votes some way is a rather dangerous thing to do. Look at our country right now. Really? You know, some of the things that are going on, and from my point of view, everything is based on my faith, my views, I accepted Christ as my personal savior, nothing's changed. And he tolerates me all the time and helps me all the time. It's amazing what he's done. I mean, (laughs) when you stop to think about it, Hmm. but I don't want to be sanctimonious by saying I give the glory to God, but I do. Absolutely. It's not sanctimonious. I could never done what I've done without God interceding. I mean, really? Someone doesn't make Canadian history twice. Someone Mm. like me doesn't start and and develop a successful foundation. I am a mother of six children. I have Mm. a lot of education, a master's Mm. degree and everything, but it's because I grew up poor and because my mother told me that education is the way out of poverty, and I believed her. So I spent 13 years um, Mm. paying off my education fees. Uh, But, you know, in everyday life, we have tremendous power. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether, you know, in a couple, say we're a Christian couple, you know, where the husband and the wife are Christians. And I've seen a lot of Christian women especially say, oh, I'll check with my husband. Yikes. That makes me go cold. You should be absolutely talking with your husband and you should be standing your ground when you know what's right you yeah, know yeah. what the the issues is you should be influencing him right and yes and i i appreciate that that challenge to really yes to and to and to be aware and to just be engaged in what the issues are you know and to to recognize the the voice that all of us have as canadians every christian canadian women, a lot of christian women they are the ones, a lot of them, that I said, I just asked my husband. Right. Yeah. What's yeah. What's wrong? <laughs> right. Really- so, yeah, and you have such uh, an an amazing understanding, obviously, from your experience of the decisions that are made at the top level of our country and our nation and exactly what you're saying. What impact does that have at your dinner table as a mother, as a, you know, um, as a friend, just the, the connections, um, that I think a lot of us are not very aware of. And I first met you joy at an event we were speaking together at, and I was, just so moved by your story and your passion that has grown for the most vulnerable young people in this country. And you're right. You, you said you really connected these decisions that are being made are going to affect the next generation and uh, the kids that are coming up and the, you know, the future to come for this country. So for all of us to recognize our power in that and our engagement and our call to be engaged in that, um, is, is a powerful thing. Um, 
I would love for you to share a little bit how you moved. You were in the sphere of politics and you're right in the thick of it. And God was birthing in you this passion um, for sex trafficking prevention work and to bring that to the table. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it was far before I ran for office. I ran for office because I had worked with survivors of human trafficking for 10 years. I really wanted to be a principal of a school. That's what I wanted to do. I got all my education. I was all set. I loved my life. You know, the whole thing was going well. We had our kids. My husband was a teacher. It was set. So I had my plans. God had his plans. And he made sure that I knew the kids were being trafficked. And it was actually um, when my son was in the ice unit and he was in, uh, you know, rescuing kids from uh, sexual abuse and everything. And I started talking about how you protect a kid from the internet, but then the survivors or the, the kids showed up and they showed me their tattoos. They showed me how they belonged to somebody. They were branded like cattle and I was furious. And so I thought, why is there something done about that? I found out there's no laws. And so I ran for provincial uh, MLA first. And then then I found out I was not in the right jurisdiction. And I lost my my, uh, campaign uh, provincially by 63 votes. And I thought, oh, well, it's time to go back to be a principal. But um, then a whole bunch of people came and said, would you run for MP? And I knew that was the jurisdiction I should be. And they told me I'd never win, that it was just, you know, put her in there to have a voice. Well, I was in there to win. Hmm. And I did. And I was there for 12 years and passed two laws that made Canadian history, plus wrote the National Action Plan, which they really reintroduced again. And so they put a different, uh, they put a name on it and then they just put it through a department, change a few sentences and there it comes out again. Mm-hmm. But what happened was it was good. And it was, and the laws were good and they still remain. But, you know, this, back to what you're saying about influence, influence is not always easy. And what you do is not always easy, but how I got into it was falling in love with the survivors. Hmm. These little girls were showing me their tattoos and they belonged to Tom or Larry. Then they were sold. And in this day, day and age, you know, traffickers get $280,000 per victim per year. Hmm. I mean, it's alive and well in here. And then hmm. I've dealt with many Christian families whose kids were were trafficked. Mm-hmm. And the only really, um, I had an MP who was a Christian. His daughter was lured and being trafficked, and I helped him. But he wouldn't speak out about it. Hmm. But, you know, Steve Bell, he's a Christian singer. He is just awesome, so courageous. He's a, he's the most wonderful guy. He's just incredible. And in my video, um, uh, Human Trafficking, Candace Secret Chain, that's the only Canadian vid- video that talks about, you know, from Steve Bell, a father yeah. whose daughter was yeah. pregnant, and from police officers and survivors. And so we got that out there. And so what started me was really uh, the survivors, these little kids themselves, like who does that to somebody and who we should be appalled by it. We should put ourselves out to do something to stop it. Now more and more courageous people are doing that. 
Right. And what I heard you say as you were sharing is that God, you said God showed me these kids and their pain. And I think for our listeners today, when we think of of our listeners tuning in and um, thinking about how God wants to use all of our voices in spheres of influence. Um, And we started off talking about the kids at our table. Maybe that's our kids, our families, our family members, you know, but recognizing that God in the country of Canada has entrusted to us a whole generation and one opportunity we have to speak into the future for all for all is to be engaged in the political arena um in our communities in in these issues and so um one thing that i think we we all can really take note of what you're saying is the element of what is god showing me what injustice is it that God is opening my eyes up to right now? And how will I choose to respond when I see it? And I do want to thank you and honor you that as as God was showing you these things and making you aware of these things, you didn't turn away. You actually leaned in because you really believe that you've got the hope of the world and that you could bring change. And you did. You went forward and brought amazing change in that arena. But I think you would acknowledge, and from conversations we've had, there's still a lot of work to be done around this issue in in Canada. And uh, I know you've talked some about just the need for the different groups and organizations that that fight um, for for these young people and really want to do the work of sex trafficking prevention across Canada to partner together. I'm wondering what you're seeing and how you're seeing that happen and, and how you would like to see that happen more. Well, you know, education is our greatest weapon against human mm-hmm. trafficking. And with my foundation, our emphasis on, is on educating. We educate doctors, we educate students, we educate parents, we educate community members, we educate politicians, we educate everybody. Because, you know, it costs over $600,000 to really rehabilitate a survivor. And if no one's interested in human trafficking, I think they should start to be interested in the human trafficking, because that's their tax dollars that's going out of their pockets, you mm-hmm. know, at the very bare, bare level. But you know, the thing of it is a nation should not carry the stigma of having their children bought and sold every single day. Mm-hmm. And it is rampant. It's in the oil fields. It's in the schools. It's in, you know, um, uh, senior citizens are coming and telling me now how they were trafficked and they couldn't talk about it, how they were trafficked and what they had to do. And now they're starting to speak out. I mean, I remember an 80-some-year-old woman who called me to the hospital, and she had to tell me her secret. She was trafficked when she came to Canada, and somehow she got out of it. It was a terrifying experience. But she married a, a Christian man, and they had a big family, and her family didn't know about it. Her husband didn't know about it. And she wanted to talk to me and with tears in her eyes as she was telling me her story. And I said to her, it's not your fault. There is mm-hmm. nothing to be ashamed of. The mm-hmm. fault is squarely on the shoulders of the predator. So, you know, it's a hard road. It's not an easy road. But as Christians, we don't have to do the work. We have to be willing to do to go to where God calls us. And then yeah. we have to follow through. It's really yeah. his work. We just have to be willing. Absolutely. And so with this, with this topic in particular, Joy, um, 
you say that education is really our most powerful weapon to bring. Yes. For prevention. Absolutely. And so what is it do you think that Canadians most need to know uh, in order for this prevention work to advance? They have to find out how traffickers work. They're in every community, whether it's rural or whether it's city or town, they have to not be so naive that they say it doesn't happen because in one of our, in one of our cities, big towns actually, you know, when I tried to get in there to the school divisions for free, just to tell them about human trafficking, the teachers decided, no, they didn't have any human trafficking. I prayed about it because I had really dealt with quite a few, quite a few cases in that town. And I have to tell you, it wasn't long before a trafficker right across from a constable's uh, police officer's house himself broke in, uh, raped and tried to get back his traffic, his traffic young, young girl. And I tell you, things changed around that town because unfortunately, you know, God reveals it. God reveals it. I prayed about it and God reveals it. It's all over. So people should be aware. Mm -hmm. What is human trafficking? Get on our website. You know, mm -hmm. download some of the information. We have education programs. We have everything. Yeah. And the cost is so minimal. You know, yeah. it's not worth losing a child. It's not worth having a child hurt just because you don't want to spend $25 on a video to watch what happens in human trafficking. And then later on the day, take everyone to Tim Hortons and spend 35. You know what I mean? This is very important. Education is extremely important on this. Yeah, absolutely. And so even today, we just want to thank you, um, our listeners for being here with us for um, caring enough about this subject and topic to even just take one more step to listen to this podcast and learn a little bit more about the current situation. I know for myself as a high school teacher and a pastor, um, learning about these things and, and how frequent it was happening and how frequent it's happening right in my city, let alone across the country. It was, it was really shocking for me. And I um, um, I've I've just continued to kind of grow and and learn more and um, and it is it's something that we can't lean away from because it's uncomfortable. Um, but as you know, as many people, we need to keep bringing that awareness. Something that something that you spoke on at the event that you and I were together at uh, a while back, Joy, was you know this work you've all been engaged in is amazing. And standing up in front of people for justice is amazing. But what really touched me was when you described the mornings that start on your knees that propel you to be this woman of strength in the House of Commons or wherever it is that God carries your feet throughout the day. How would you invite our listeners to engage with God in such a way that he gives the strength to be women of influence, no matter what your sphere looks like, or no matter what injustice God is bringing before you to be engaged in? You know what? You really have to pray every day, even throughout the day as you go. But every morning I do. And in this busy, and you know, don't get pictures of me down on my knees for two hours. I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> 
It's not two hours a day, do I? Yeah, I don't have it. But I'm an early riser and I do sit in my den and I look out over our property and I pray. I have that quiet time. And it's usually asking for something because I always need something. <laughs> Apologizing, so Lord, sorry, Lord. But there's always thank yous and praise. Mm-hmm. And you know, it doesn't take long. And I just say, be with me every day. Even one day when I was in church, uh, just less than a month ago, I got a call and it came on my phone and my phone kept buzzing. Of course, you turn your phone off in church, but you know, you have this vibrate thing and through the purse, I could hear it a little bit. <laughs> I was thinking, what's going on here? Because it was consistent. It was like a panic thing, kept on yeah. and on and on. Turned out there was a trafficker who chased a girl into a church in the middle mm. of uh, our city. And mm. uh, there was a pretty tense situation. Hmm. and so I just got in the car left church got in the car prayed Lord I need a parking space like I just pray as I go I need a parking space right in front of that church there it was I got in went in and diffused it and got the girl to a safe place and the trafficker went on his way and Hmm. reported everything to the police so we did everything Hmm. in about 15 minutes but surprising how God gives you the words and the ability to do that Mm-hmm. And I was perfectly calm. And, you know, it's it's funny how God gives you that. Like, he, he doesn't ask you to do anything that you can't do or that he won't be there to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy, I mean, he was a trafficker and gang, gang markings. And I don't think I'm his favorite person. But you know what? Everything was diffused because we're all humans. And mm-hmm. we're all saved by grace. And God loves us all. Mm-hmm. Even this guy who was doing horrible things. And, you know, the girl herself, you know, is dealing with her afterwards. It's, it's just an everyday thing. Like, it shouldn't be so hard. People often, Christians often, it's so hard for them to take some time to pray. Hmm. And so hard for them to, oh, I got to hear the call of God. Believe you me, just ask, you'll get it. You don't have to do anything. And... You have to read the scriptures because, you know, oh, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Well, just a minute. You said all things through prayer. I'll be given it, you know. I, take the scriptures. Say, you said this, and I need this. You want me to do this? I need this because I love you, and this is your work. Mm-hmm. So claim the scriptures. I think that's a key. Rely on the Holy Spirit. We've got a wonderful gift. We have the Holy Spirit. It's right here with us right now. It's with you, with me. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Holy Spirit gives us insight. Wow. I can't even begin to tell you the insight I've got when. Yeah. But you know what? It's not like that every day because sometimes my thoughts are not so good and my attitude is not so good. Yeah. I'm I'm just like everybody else. You know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for opening, opening up your heart and your life to just say, yeah, I'm, I'm just a real person doing the best I can to follow Jesus. And I love your word to keep relying on the Holy Spirit and on the word of God and to let make it like eating every day. You know, it's not like their (laughs) breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yeah. I don't forget that. I don't forget that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, do I want to ask you in your sphere of influence and really just sort of the mountain of influence that God has given you and your voice, what is it that you just want to shout from the rooftops right now in this season of your life? What do you want our listeners to know today? 
what I want them to know is no one's going to escape when our expiry date runs out. We all have expiry dates and people mm -hmm. think they live forever. But as Christians, we know that we're accountable for all we do. We've been given many talents. All of us have many more talents than I've ever had. But you know what? You just figure it out. You just figure it out and go with the call of God on your life. And you're going to have good days and bad days. But we can do all things who, through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. That's right. And you know, in Isaiah, it says, they either wait upon the Lord to renew their strength. They will mount up with wings on an eagle. Don't be impatient. I am. I'm terribly impatient. And God just says, wait a minute. I've got this plan. My plan is just a little bit better than your plan. So why don't you just wait upon me to unfold it for you? Yeah. So wait upon the Lord. Pray. Glorify God. Because in the end, that's who we have. We don't have to be afraid of anything. Isn't that the truth? That is right. Perfect love drives out all fear. I thank you. I thank you for standing on that truth, for living out that truth, um, for being brave in the face, in the face when it is difficult and when there is struggle and just for being that example and really, truly joy. I thank you for being a voice of hope for the next generation in this country. I thank you for the dedication that it has taken you to bring change in this discussion discussion, even that we're sitting here today having this discussion that it's becoming more and more talked about and there's more and more awareness and more and more being done. And I just thank you for the catalytic, the catalytic place that you have had in all of that and for your faithfulness to God. I know that he will reward and bless you for that. So thank you for being with us today. And for all of our listeners, we um, just want to encourage you to in your life of purpose and influence. And uh, I'm sure that you've benefited from listening to Joy today too. So thank you, Joy. My pleasure. God bless you. And may okay. they all go out to people so they won't get caught up in human trafficking. But this should yeah. go to my website. There's a lot of free information on there. Thank you very much. And that'll be linked in our show notes as well. Thank okay. You. Bye, Joy. Bye-bye. What a conversation with Joy Smith. I was so impacted by listening to her story and her walk with Jesus and her openness to let God lead her life as she just daily surrendered to him. I really appreciated when she spoke about what is influence and how it's not about a title. It's about living for Jesus and living your life on purpose. I appreciated how she said, education is the doorway to power. And she took the steps necessary to gain the tools and skills that she needed in order to live a powerful life for God. And so many people right across the nation are benefiting now. She says that we as women in Canada need to be active participants in political discussions and this stood out to me. I think so many of us can feel like the decisions that are made in our country don't necessarily impact us every day, every morning in our everyday lives, but she brought that reminder that we need to be engaged and paying attention to what's happening um, and use our voice in our nation to shape our nation because it is the world that the next generation is going to live in. I'm always shocked by the statistics around sex trafficking in, in Canada 
And when when I hear about how common it is in, in most cities right across the country, um, we just need to be learning more. We need to be talking about it more. And I appreciate Joy's big effort to educate the nation. She says that God let her see the young ones who are being trafficked. And that line was so challenging to me. God let her see. And I thought about the things that God wants me to see and to pay attention to and and those areas where I can get engaged in the fight against injustice to bring God's kingdom from heaven to earth. I thought about the things that God is letting me see. And I guess that's a good challenge for all of us. What is it that God is letting you see? And what are the steps you can take to get involved in groups or organizations that are fighting injustice today in our nation? Thank you, Joy, for living such a courageous life and for joining me for that conversation. Thank you, listeners, for listening in today. We would love if you would share this podcast with your friends and family or someone who might find it inspiring or helpful someone who wants to live their life on purpose and really fulfill the purpose that God has written on their life. Thanks for listening to the Her Influence Podcast. We'd love you to share this episode to encourage a friend and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more on the Gather Women movement, visit gatherwomen.com for free resources, circles, and events in your area. Thanks to Graf Martin Communications, Canada's leading PR and marketing agency serving faith-based organizations from coast to coast for their in-kind support. At Graf Martin, they are true collaborators who come alongside to be your marketing team for good. We invite you to invest in this podcast and the vision of the Gather Women movement. We want to see the voices of women in Canada and beyond represented in equal value and strength in all kingdom conversations taking place across our great nation. We want to see the presence of Christian women in equal value and strength in every arena of influence, including the local church. And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.